Plastic Princess Podcast, where elite riders and mere mortals discuss all things dirt bike. All right. Well, welcome to the Plastic Princess Podcast. I am here with Aaron Simino. Say hi, Aaron. What is up, guys? All right. So the burning question is probably what is a plastic princess? So as a favor, I have downloaded the definition. A plastic princess is a rider or their bike, often both, that is too precious to get dirty. You recognize them in the pits with their perfect plastic, shining tires and fresh gear. So uh, I will say this, Aaron, you are anything but a plastic princess. So congratulations. Thank you very much. It takes a lot of pride for me to not be a plastic princess. It's, yeah, a shining badge. Okay, so let's jump right into it. You took third overall for the 2023 AMA Arena Cross USA season. That was hard fought. So let me ask you, what were the most difficult financial challenges you had to overcome to make that happen? Now, a lot of our listeners may have ambitions of getting out there and competing next season or you know beyond. What are they getting themselves into? Uh, they're getting themselves into a lot of different stuff. <clears throat> One of them in which is just like, you know, this is all performance based. So how well you do on the race weekend depends on how much money do you have to spend the following week to get ready for the next weekend. So it was pretty difficult to kind of just keep everything in line and you had to be well within your means and then go without a couple of things a couple of times. Right. So now that's, that's because you're a privateer. That is because I'm a privateer. Yes, exactly. So what's the, what's the next step? If you were to move beyond being a privateer, what would be the next step in the ladder? Uh, next step in the ladder would be just getting more financial support. So we're not privateer based and it's not solely just on me. It's sponsors helping out, paying for travel, paying for stays, you know, paying for races. So that way, when I get to the race, whatever we make, we keep, and then we keep on trucking on and doing better every weekend. Nice. And then let's just say, hypothetically, you were rolling around in all that cash that all these people are going to throw your way because you're awesome. Yep. What would you, you know, you've got these resources now, what would you spend it on as far as, uh, equipment, people support, what, where would it go? Well, I mean, it depends on what people would be supporting with. Like if we have like more sponsorship with like plastics and things like that, I wouldn't have to so much use financial for that. Um, but it would definitely be a lot more based on like food and health wise, because this season is definitely one of those things that I learned that like you have to take care of your body so it can take care of you. And if you don't, it's going to be a really tough day. Yeah. Well, and we're going to get more into that later. But uh, before that, I wanted to talk a little bit about family. And uh, so you have a very young daughter, Nora, who you dropped off on the way over here. Yep. So we could record this. Um, on the one hand, I'm sure it was really difficult to leave her. And, you know, you traveled <laughs> coast to coast to compete at every stop. You didn't want to miss any of the stops because that's mm -hmm. how you accrue points. But on the other hand, as a new dad, was it worth it to be able to tell Nora that you finish what you start and you always work hard to be the best you can be? I'd have to say yes. Just for the simple fact is like, you know, looking back on it, like it's tough. It's incredibly tough. Like being away from your family, being away from your wife, it, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. But that's usually the time when the discipline kicks in and you have to go do a job. So that way you can in the future, take care of your family because it's a building process, right? So I'd have to say that there was a lot of sacrifice being made, but it was for futures to come. The greater good. The greater good. The great <laughs> white buffalo. So it, now again, you know, assuming the, the, the financial situation improves over time as you're getting results, 
do you see yourself ever uh, driving around in a rock star tour bus with your family? <laughs> maybe a hot tub in there? Uh, maybe. I don't know. We were actually just talking about getting a hot tub because now we got one of those portable ice baths. So that's pretty handy. So the next investment would be a hot tub. But I don't know if they can custom make one for my budget. You know, it's a beer budget. So yeah, champagne taste. Yeah. So I guess. All right. So let's talk gear. Um, first off, I know AM Designs kept your bike looking pretty fresh. Fresh? No, they kept it killing every single weekend. And then everybody kind of seen what we were doing and copycatting. Oh, really? Yeah, because we were the, I would have to say in Arena Cross, we were the first ones to come out with a chrome kit. Oh, yeah. And then we started noticing like six, seven bikes on the line now having chrome kits. <laughs> and then we did one with like glitter and sparkles and stuff, and it was super cool. And so on and so forth, more glitter and sparkles. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, glitter and sparkles, that really falls in line with the whole plastic princess. Oh, absolutely. Thing. You yeah. got to have good plastics and sparkly plastic graphics at, on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. So they were really awesome. They, they supported you. They sent you, they, they literally shipped new graphics kits to you throughout the season all yep. over the country. And these were custom designed by the owner. Just, uh, basically we said, Hey, if you'll support us, you have carte blanche to do whatever you want graphically yep. and so uh, they did that and they got them out to you and kept you looking fresh oh yeah every single weekend and then even the graphics because it's such a good company they lasted so long like i still have plastics from the beginning of the season that i can still use wow that's awesome so i, I guess that kind of answers a little bit of my next question that you were their customer before they ever sponsored you mm -hmm. you you were already you know ordering graphics online from them yep so clearly you know you you prefer them what sets them apart obviously qualities there uh service uh cool designs all yeah. the above yeah i mean personally i just like the way that they handled their business like they took care of people that took care of them you know like if if i was in a bind and i needed something lickety split mm -hmm. they got it out to me as quick as they possibly could and that's to me i think customer service is above all one of the main qualities that a business should have and they definitely have it on top of having really good material that sticks and it doesn't take hardly anything to clean it up and make it look brand new. That's awesome. Yeah. I will say, uh, you know, you coach my son and I've had to put graphics kits on and I've ordered them and there is a lot of variation in quality. Uh, some of these graphics kits, they look really cool. And then as soon as you fall down, they're terrible and they never look good again. I, I, I would, I wouldn't say terrible. See, you're being harsh. You need to, <laughs> you need to mellow out there. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I was going to ask you what your favorite graphics kit was. But clearly the Chrome kit, you you dug that. I love the Chrome kit. And then I fell in love with the matte finish where it was just kind of, you know, subtle, but it made everything kind of pop. Huh. And that was at the Reno round that we did when uh, BVH was one of our title sponsors. Nice. And uh, that kit to me just stuck. And then I told Sage over at AM Designs, I'm like, I want that one for the rest of them. Like, yeah. I'm stuck on that one right now. Like if we can do that with a Chrome kit, that would be just kick ass. Nice. Okay. So yeah. So all of you out there that are looking for new graphics for the season, it's that time. AM designs online, go there, buy your graphics. And you heard it from Aaron. You want the Chrome kit, but you want that matte finish. You want matte black. Yep. Just matte a super black. matte. And you can also use my name in the uh, ordering process. So you can get 30% off. Ooh, I like that. Yeah just mention Aaron Semino. He's kind of a big deal. Mm. <laughs> okay. So, uh, more gear, uh, question. Cause you know, gear is just one of those things that it's, 
whether you like buying gear or not, if you're riding dirt bikes, you're buying gear. You got to buy gear. That's mm-hmm. how it goes. So this was your first year riding for just one. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I got to say, it looked really good on you. Thank you. I mean, it, it made me look skinny. I'm not yeah. skinny, but it made me look skinny. <laughs> it was very slimming. It did not make your le- your butt look big or anything. Oh, I was going for that. So now I will say, I, I, I know because I have kind of the inside scoop that you have had sponsorship offers. hmm before from gear providers that you didn't like their gear it didn't fit right whatever and you've had to graciously turn down the support but just one you looked like you were comfortable in it it looked like you liked it i mean personally like i'm i'm one of those people that go for comfort over looks anyways Mm -hmm. like i'd rather be comfortable i don't care if the gear is like ugly looking Mm -hmm. because you go win races you can make anything look good right right so i go for comfort over looks and that gear was by far one of the most comfortable gear lines that I've ever worn and going to hopefully continue to wear because I just, I'm a huge fan of just one USA. Nice. Yeah, it, it did. It looked good though. I mean, you know, that's, that's the challenge. Make it look good, but make it perform how performance wise. I mean, you know, we'll get into this a little mm-hmm. bit too with health, but you, you fell down a few times more uh, than a few. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how did the gear hold up? Gear held up really, really well. Uh, the material they use is super stretchy, so that was pretty handy because, you know, when you fall, you kind of flatten out and just spring back like Gumby. But, uh, you know, it in racing, nothing ever lasts forever. You know, I sure. have pants that are just ripped up on the hip because a set of Pirelli tires just decided to try to get them. And, uh, but, I mean, for the fact that, like, they got pretty much ran over num- numerous amount of times, they held up really, really well. That's great. Now, yeah. So, I mean, it's good to have sponsors that are not just providing stuff that you need, but stuff that actually works for you. makes you comfortable, makes you perform better. Yeah, and it's it's affordable. You know, you can go on their website, justoneusa.com, and the gear is super affordable, looks cool, and you can, they have everything you need. Now, the carbon fiber helmets, those are kind of all the rage. Everybody's got a carbon fiber helmet out there now. Um, I don't know, like... First of all, what's the point of the carbon fiber helmet besides the fact that it's lighter? Is it safer? A little bit. I mean, it's it has a durability to it for sure. But once it cracks, you're done because sure. it's, it's been compromised. That's always been the but case. But it's always it's always one of those things that like if you wear like a plastic, you know, made helmet that's nowadays, it's heavy. After mm. a while, your head kind of bobs and weaves because you're tired. You know what I mean? Dirt bikes take a lot out of you. So after a while, your head bobbing and weaving back and forth from the G outs and the G forces that carbon helmet actually helps out. You're like next, like not super sore the next day. You're like, ah, oh, carbon is so much lighter. Why right. don't I just buy more carbon? Oh, I know why. Cause it's expensive, but it's <laughs> worth it. So the, the carbon fiber helmets that just one has, uh, are they less expensive than some of the other lines? Or are they pretty comparable? I would say they're pretty comparable because they're, you know, I mean like what you're, you know, a lot of people don't understand is like, Oh man, the helmet's super expensive. You're paying for all the data, the testing, the, acquisitions that go into developing that particular safety device like it's really cool because just one has a quick release system underneath the chin so if you were to get in any major crashes you can pull that sucker out and then your helmet can come off super easily oh that's nice compared to like most helmets where they have like in supercross you have to have an eject system which you still have to with the just one but the just one has designed to work with the eject system you can pull this out unstrap the helmet and then the bag can inflate and push the helmet off your head super duper easy without compromising your neck injury if you get one right no that makes sense and i've hit my head a lot uh this season as you noticed because we just talked about that and uh 
I can honestly say, like, I have yet to get knocked out in one of those, knock on wood. Huh. Let's, uh... <laughs> that's a that's a badge of honor. Yeah. So that's a perfect segue, actually, because I wanted to ask you uh, or talk about health and fitness. Uh, dirt bike racing, any level, tough on your body. I mean, I've been watching my son race. He's now had uh, one surgery, several broken bones. It's just it just kind of goes with the territory. It's really physically demanding, and the harder you push, the the higher your chance of injury. Mm-hmm. So. I know riders as a culture, especially at the higher levels, tend to hide their injuries from each other. Mm-hmm. You don't want to show weakness. You don't want yep. them to have like, they're like, hey, if I bump into Aaron, his left arm hurts. It's, you know, he's going to fall behind. It's just, you know, there's a highly competitive group of people. Yeah. You were racing with broken ribs most of the season. Mm. You didn't tell anybody that except, you know, that your inner circle. Uh, I know that Shane at Luxium Chiropractic supported you and kept you as healthy as possible between rounds when you were in Reno. Uh, first of all, how much did that help you? Uh, it helped quite a bit because, you know, chiropractic to me is is essential when you're a professional racer or even just the weekend warrior. It's essential to go in and get make sure that your spine's aligned, everything's aligned, because every muscle that you use needs to be ready, right? So going to Luxium was a huge help for me because I had broken ribs, so muscles and tendons and all that are going to favor that side and thanks to shane he was able to kind of loosen everything back up so i can move because you know when you break ribs you get very stiff i don't know how many other people are listening to this that have broken ribs or even broken bones it's very uncomfortable and then you're pushing yourself past the limit and you have to like breathe that's when it gets really hard and thanks to (laughs) shane over there it helped yeah shane's a shane's a good dude by the way uh he has cracked my neck a time or two um, he, he actually helped me out through a rough time with my back. I was having a lot of back pain. Um, but unfortunately for him and well, his business anyway, he did such a good job. I haven't needed to see him for over a year. So <laughs> he checks in with me occasionally, but you know, I don't know. I've had experiences with chiropractors in the past where it's almost like that you go on one date with a girl and she just won't leave you alone. And that, uh, hmm. as Aaron looks over at his wife, hmm. um, but no he he checks in with me occasionally but doesn't pester me which is you know that's a tough balance he's like hey i want to be relevant so if you need me i'm here but he's not you know over marketing like heavy-handed which is which is fantastic so um all right so shameless plug warning oh wait a minute i'm sorry i needed to uh i need to do this slack and shameless plug warning sorry uh (laughs) So you work out at my gym, CrossFit mm-hmm. Initiative, and I it, and this isn't about CrossFit Initiative. I know you trained hard leading up to the season. Your fitness was at a pretty decent level, but all that time on the road, you're traveling all over the country, and it's tough to stay fit. You're you're working on your bike. You're trying to get in seat time, you yep. know, on tracks so that you're you know you're working on the the, the craft of racing. And so I. I I mean, I'm not trying to insult you or anything, but I'm just oh, no, repeating. Yeah, okay. I'm repeating what the uh, what the commentator said. Oh, you mean about sitting down a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Aaron, so I noticed, but that was throughout the season. You were spending more and more time on the seat and not in in the attack position. Yeah, you know, because the fitness is starting to wane. You know, your your endurance and your legs is tired, and <laughs> you're injured. You got you know yeah. injuries to deal with. So, the question is, what is the strategy for next season? So, no matter you know, how fit you may be going into the season. You, you can't just stop training. So how are you going to keep your fitness up during um, next year? I think next year's program is going to be slightly more advanced. We're definitely going to focus on more riding, more training, more just being able to 
have that fitness that we need to, right? Because like everybody else, you have to train in order to perform. And this season was definitely one of those learning seasons where it was like, you have to pick places to go practice. You have to pick, you know, places that are safe to stop. So you could do your workout, not have to worry about your stuff getting stolen. Like, you know, in all honesty, like I rode on the weekends and that was it. Right. Like I didn't ride during the week until probably towards the end of the season. And a good buddy of mine, Luke Dickey, he was like, Hey, you want to come train with me this week? And we can, we can, you know, base out of Texas and then we'll just we'll ride my tracks and we'll go kill it and have some fun. And, um, that's exactly what we did. And we got better. And then we went to, um, I think it was Tulsa and I washed the front out and smacked my chest and cracked more ribs. And, uh, that was kind of like plateau of like, okay, I can't breathe, so I can't ride. And if I can't ride, that means I don't need to train because I need to let the body heal. You know, it's kind of like that domino effect of like, once it went, it was gone. So every single weekend that we were doing it, we were either driving to the race or fixing what we broke to go race the next weekend. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. It's a tough balance because you have all kinds of logistical things to deal with and prep for the race and make sure the bike's ready and all that. And, mm-hmm. and as a privateer, you're kind of, I've said it before, you're like a one-man band. You're doing everything. You're playing all the instruments. Yep. So, but but that having been said, uh, you know, becoming friends with Luke Dickey, yep. having the availability of that track, that's huge. Yep. Um, and then I'm sure you procured or at least scouted out other places around the season. Now, is next season going to be at the same stops? Uh, hopefully. I mean, there's a lot of talk about trying to keep it more like East West type of thing. Like they want to try to make it back like to what it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago, where it was like you had a West Coast championship and then you had an East Coast championship and just keep the two separate and then meet in Vegas or something like that for an overall, like who's, who's the baddest of the bad, <clears throat> you know, hopefully they can procure some new venues. I know my wife has been trying to get in contact with them and, and help them with that. So that's been pretty cool. Um, but with like everything else, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of, I don't knows right now. Cause this was like the first season that the new owners did and they did a fantastic job taking care of all of us riders, setting up venues, you know, there's some weird stuff that happened this year, but it's going to happen with new stuff. You know, it's I mean? transitional. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. hopefully it does. And, but you know, next year, you know, I've been talking with Luke and hopefully I can be based out of Texas to start with, do all my riding and training there and then, you know, come back for holidays and stuff like that, but mainly be based out of Texas. Got it. So we're going to wrap this up, but before we do, and before I ask you your final question, um, there's a lot of questions on this. I know this cheat know. sheet is very long. <laughs> I want to, we want to thank another supporter of yours. So, uh, no graphics or it wasn't on your Jersey or anything this mm-hmm. year, but somebody, um, locally here in Reno, uh, put a lot of support uh, into you and, uh, it's wow. Wow. Lemonade. I know surprise, right? So this this is a lemonade stand that has been a huge supporter of you. And Mm -hmm. we would be remiss if we didn't mention them in every episode in some way. So here's the problem for Wow Wow Lemonade. They quietly opened two locations in Reno over the last couple of years. And honestly, I don't really think many people are even aware of what they're missing out on. They don't even know that they're there. No. And they also have some fantastic products. Yeah. I mean, they have really good lemonade, which I drink on the daily. Yeah. Or try to at least. And then they also have like acai bowls, like different type of thing to hydrate you and get you ready for the day. Like you go train at your gym and then you can easily drive over there 
and it's like five minutes and then yeah. you get a bowl and you're recovered and you're ready to go for your next adventure. So if you want to know where they are, they're <laughs> all you need to know is where the Safeways are. In town. Exactly. That's it. There's, yeah. there's a Safeway up on May Ann. That's because she's smart. Yeah. So right next to the Safeway, Wow Wow Lemonade up on May Ann. And then this, the new Safeway down on Steamboat uh, between Home Depot and Safeway on Steamboat is the other, their second location that they recently opened. And you're right. Like most people think of a lemonade stand. They're like, I don't really want lemonade, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. go there. But they have avocado toast, flatbread sandwiches. And my wife is addicted to the acai bowls as well. Those are, so really, they're really good. They are good. They're really good. I'm so. a huge mango fan right now. I don't know why I've been on a mango kick for the last two months. You can, ask, great. you can ask my wife. Yeah. She's like, can you stop talking about mangoes? <laughs> hey man, when something works for me, I stick with it. Okay. Pretty much. I beat that horse till it's dead. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So anyway, we'd like to give a big aloha to Wow Wow Lemonade and encourage our listeners to drop in for a lemonade and a snack and you won't regret it. So you're welcome. All right. So uh, here's the final question for today's episode. You fought hard. You fought and clawed your way to a podium spot for the 2023 season. Yep. And right up to the final round where your 250 blew up in the first main and you had to sit there in the middle of the track, wait for, wait for somebody to help you get the bike off the track. Mm-hmm. And then you and a group of friends, thank goodness you made friends through the season because a group of friends ran over and helped you frantically swap parts out from the 250 back to the, the 450 workhorse. Mm-hmm. That's the workhorse that got you through the season. Uh, barely made the gate drop for the second main. It was touch and go. I didn't think you were going to be out there. I'm watching him. Like, there oh, there was a lot of swapping of parts and accessories. And, you know, I only have friends because of my wife, because she's she's the one that stands out. I'm more the guy that sits in the back and is like, don't talk to me. I'm, I'm working on a dirt bike. I don't have a mechanic like the rest of y'all. Right. Well, you got to have people to represent you and your <laughs> wife does a good job. So she does a fantastic job. So let's just say this season didn't come easy. No. But first of all, I'm going to ask you two parts and then let you talk first of all was it worth it and finally what lessons did you learn oh absolutely is worth it because i mean we're not able to do this stuff forever so just the fact that i'm able to do it is pretty damn amazing and then what i've learned this year is is it comes down to really just true grit and discipline like if it doesn't matter like i you know i told my wife throughout the season you know i i don't want to do this i don't want to go race today i don't want to even throw a leg over this because i'm hurting so bad but you know with the encouragement of my wife and, you know, our 10 month old, she only says mama and dada, but mainly mama. Um, it really put it into perspective. Like you have to be disciplined to just put your head down and go to work. And that's what it taught me this year is like, just do the work period, whether you want to or not make it happen. Those are wise words. That's one of the reasons why we finished third this year was because it was the values that I have that are instilled by my parents. And then the discipline that I have, being a father and a husband and just all around racer. Like the discipline is what got us through the season. Oh man. All right. Well, that's it guys. This has been the plastic princess podcast. If you like the smell of what we're cooking, share with your friends, subscribe and leave up to a five-star review. Now, get out there and get dirty.